Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Rejoice. It's a hard word. Hard to do at times. Stick around. We'll help you out with that. Next. Hi there, and welcome to Times of Refreshing from the Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. We invite you to join us today as we take a look at this one word, rejoice, what it means, how we go about doing it, and how we stay in it, no matter the circumstance. If you'll join us, we're here in Matthew chapter 28. We'll be looking at the first 10 verses as we seek to understand what it means to rejoice. We're doing so from Jesus' own words. It's an amazing look at an amazing point of contact that you and I have as believers in Christ with our God. Here's Pastor Napoleon now. We learn to rejoice that, God, you've already forgiven me for all that stuff. So I don't care about what the devil says. I don't care about what my friends say. I don't care about what this person has to say. I don't care if the world tries to remind me. I don't care if my cousin tries to remind me. I don't care about nothing. I know that the blood... It's caused me to walk over now on dry land. But when I get on this dry land and God is still processing me, and if I happen to stumble, Lord, you also have taught me the value of confessing my faults before you and repenting. And then you giving me more power and you're continually cleansing me. Does this sound good to anybody? Now, does anybody want to rejoice over that? My goodness. And so sin, we rejoice. Jesus tells them to rejoice. Your sin has been dealt with now. I've given you power over your sin. Don't let the devil keep you gripped in in guilt for the rest of your life for stuff you did 20 years ago when you've already confessed it before God and you've already repented. Why linger there? This is one of the things that gets people... They look back on their lives and they're always thinking about what they did wrong. And if Jesus has already forgiven you, why don't you forgive you? Yeah, but I did this way back. And did you ask God to forgive you? Yeah. Did you repent and turn from it? Yes. Then what's wrong with you? I don't know. Believe what God said. That he has the power to forgive sins. That you're forgiven. And what happens is, but all of us have to realize that the devil is constantly going to try to remind you of it. You got to remind him about the blood and the power of the blood and the power of the sacrifice and the power of the cross and the power of his resurrection and the power. This is what Jesus did for me. That I'm forgiven. I don't care what you have to say, devil. And I don't care what you have to say. That God has forgiven me of that. Can I have an amen? Go to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Jesus forgives sin. We need to rejoice. 1 John 
chapter 5, verse 1 on down to 5. It says here in verse 1, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcome. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. It says, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen. And so, this, I love this because this also tells me something that's beautiful. We, really, we need to rejoice because God gives us power to overcome the world. Okay, he gives us power to overcome and get our, our, our sins forgiven. We understand that. But we also have to understand that we are in a sinful world. The spirit of, the, of, of this age is active and working to destroy humanity. And to get people to jump in and go down a certain road in life. And you see it, the influence in the world. The devil's trying to influence our kids. He's trying to influence our, our, our family. He's trying to influence the culture. He's trying to do everything he can to get God out of our lives. And the world system is designed to get God out of our lives. To remove God from everything. Even though he is the creator. He is the originator. He is the great architect. It is the devil wants people to, to get as far away from God as they can. And it is amazing how we let him do it because we choose the world over God. We choose to be acceptable in the sight of the world instead of being acceptable in the sight of God. People choose to, to align themselves with things that, that are totally against God's point of view. And so we watch this happen all around us. But Jesus he gives us power to overcome the world. He says in verse 4, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. He says our faith, our faith in God is a tool that's used to help us to overcome the world. But it doesn't happen if Jesus doesn't die. It doesn't happen if Jesus doesn't raise from the dead. It doesn't happen if he's not buried. He comes in and gives us power to overcome. We have to embrace this in life. That I don't have to be like everyone else. I don't have to be acceptable by everybody else. That I'm, I haven't arrived just because the world starts patting me on the back. That we get into this popularity contest. We get into this vanity and vainglory. And we become so insecure in the world that we're just looking for something and someone to pat us on the back and tell us this, that we're okay. And I'm not talking about people that are in the world. I'm talking about church folks. That we still think that this is a popularity contest with the world. Who has the biggest church? Who has the most money coming in? Who has the best equipment? Who looks the best? How, who has who? You know, we get into this deal where it's just a popularity contest instead of it being all about Jesus Christ. Amen. Can I have an amen? And, and then what happens is 
We lose ourselves in the world instead of losing our lives in Christ. Looking for his approval, looking for him to be blessed, looking for him to be happy, looking for him to rejoice and to be glad. And then that causes us to rejoice and be glad. God gives us power to overcome the world and that should be a reason for us to rejoice. To rejoice. Man, this person doesn't like me because I'm a Christian. Well, praise God. Can I have an amen? Praise God. If you don't like me, that's fine. I'm still going to give God the glory. I'm still going to praise him. Man, you're just a holy roller, man. I don't know about roller, but I am holy in Jesus. And, and you know what happens is people start calling you funny and crazy. And, and we, what we do is, we, well, maybe I need to just not be like that. And, you know, maybe I, can, maybe I should go hang out with them a little bit and go to the bar, you know, and, you know, just show them that I'm like them, you know. You know, we can go to the club. And, you know, I used to cabbage patch back in the day. Maybe, maybe I'll try it again just to let them know that I'm normal, you know. I want them to know that I'm like them, you know. And then we, we get into this mode instead of saying, no, no, that's not what I do. That's not my lifestyle. I have a lot of joy in my life, but I'm, I'm not going to get caught up in the world to make you guys feel comfortable around me. I'm not going to compromise God's standards so you, now you feel comfortable around me. And now it's more. And what happens for all of us is we look at the world and instead of saying it's okay for me to be different, we end up allowing the world to pressure us to conform. While at the same time, we're still trying to please God. There has to be a place where everybody knows where you stand. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to just, I'm going to have a, just so much fun and rejoicing in life, but I'm going to stay within this boundary right here. Can I have an amen, y'all? And we learn to rejoice because God has given us power to overcome the world. That I don't have to do what all my homeboys are doing. I don't have to do what everybody at work is doing. I don't have to go out with them and do this. That I don't have to. I'm free now. I'm free to obey God. I'm free to be holy. I'm free to live righteously. I'm free to do what's right in the sight of God. And that is okay. And it should be something that we rejoice about. When the disciples in this book, in the book of Acts, when they were persecuted, ridiculed, and talked about because of them aligning themselves with Christ, when they were beaten for the name of Christ, the Bible says that they would rejoice. They would rejoice. Man, that I've been counted worthy to suffer for the cause of Christ. That man, they don't like me. They don't like me because I'm a Christian. That's okay. That I've overcome the world. Can I have an amen, y'all? Acts chapter 10. So we see sin. We need to rejoice because Jesus forgives sins. We need to rejoice because Jesus gives us power over the world. Acts chapter 10. The Apostle Peter is at Cornelius' house. 
And he's sharing the gospel, the first Gentile convert. And as he's sharing, we pick this story up here in verse 36, Acts 10, verse 36. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God, our Father, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. It says here, for God was with him. It says, and we are witnesses of these things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who has ordained, who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and, he says, and the dead. Number three, we should rejoice because Jesus has the power to free us from the hands of the devil. There's a rejoicing aspect to this that I think has to be clear. When Jesus came on the scene, one of the first things that he did was as he began to cast out demons. He began to set people free from bondages. He began to set people free from the hands of the devil himself. And he took authority over these spirits and commanded them to lead people's lives. Some people are so bound, they don't know why they're bound. They're bound by all kinds of different kinds of spirits. And these spirits drive them to do things that are ungodly. And there's an internal struggle that takes place. And sometimes a person, it, he wants to get free, but they don't feel like they can. And they go, and like I said, they take two steps forward, three steps back. And sometimes people just need to be liberated from demonic spirits. But the church doesn't want to talk about it. The church doesn't want to get dirty. The church doesn't want to get messy like Jesus did. The church doesn't want to bear down and say, hey, look, right now, the devil needs to be cast out of your life. Needs to be cast out of your home. Needs to be cast out of your thinking that the devil, you need freedom. And, and this is the missing. You tried drugs. You tried, you tried popping pills. You tried everything. How about let's ask Jesus to set you free by casting the devil out of your life. Can I have an Amen. And breaking curses off of you. And getting you going in the direction that God wants you to go. It says very clearly here that Jesus went about doing good. And healing all who are oppressed by the devil. But people don't see it. They don't want to talk about it. It's your fault why I'm mad. Well maybe it's not their fault. Maybe it's your fault because you let the devil in your life. And now he's got you confused. And then what happens is, saints, the devil, when he gets a hold of people's lives, and we see it. You've seen it. I've seen it. I've been there. The devil gets a hold of a person's life. He doesn't want to let a person go until he destroys their life. 
So Jesus came on the scene, and in this passage of Scripture, he didn't just talk about forgiving sins. He didn't just talk about overcoming the world. He talked about setting people free who are oppressed by the devil. That the devil's oppressing you. And what happens is we see he went around and he healed people. He delivered people. He set people free. And there was a rejoicing that took place in a person's life when they got freed from the bondage. And I think for us it's the same thing. There should be a rejoicing, a continual rejoicing because we know that Jesus has the power to set us free and Jesus has set us free. It should mean rejoice. One of the things I I constantly tell myself, and, and I shouldn't say constantly, but I remind myself sometimes, is that, man, I didn't, I didn't seem too much. I could never go back. By the grace of God. Now, God's grace has got to keep me. His grace has got to keep me. But I, could, but I could never go back. I didn't seem too much. I didn't seen too many demons get cast out of people. I didn't seen too many people set free. I didn't seen people get liberated. I didn't seen people get free from all kinds of bondages. And, I've, and, and these demons have talked to me and told me, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take you out. There's so many times. I sit back and it's like my back is against the wall. I said, I can't. I didn't seen too much, devil. There's nowhere else to go. And going back would only mean me opening myself up to your influence again in my life. The devil is a lie. Can I have an amen? The devil is alive. But Jesus went around and he got oppression off of people. And he helped people to get free so they can rejoice. So they can shout. So that their their tongue is loose to praise God. Sometimes it's just a matter of a person is so oppressed they can't even lift their hands. Well, Jesus wants to come in and break the bondage off your life. Can I have an amen? He wants to free people from the power of the devil. You look up and and, and first people always broke. Mama was broke. Daddy was broke. Grandpa was broke. Great grandpa was broke. Everybody's broke. Well, let's deal with this. Maybe the devil. Maybe you got some generational curses of poverty on your life that God wants to break and get you out of that mindset and free you from it. Can I have an amen? God wants to break some things off of us. Daddy was angry. Mama was angry. Everybody angry. And then here you come in the church angry. Can I teach this this morning? We got to address this this morning because we should be rejoicing, but it's hard to rejoice when you're angry at everybody. But your whole family's angry at everybody. Somebody got to come in and break the cycle and say, man, I'm not going to be angry. I'm going to rejoice because Jesus came in and set me free. God wants to come in and set us free. Daddy was a playboy. Uncle's a playboy. Grandpa was a playboy. Everybody's a playboy. And now you got wandering eyes. Like, wait a minute here, man. The devil done, the devil done tried to take everybody out. At some point in time, you got to stop and say, man, I'm breaking this curse. And the devil is not going to get me to do what everybody else did. Because Jesus is gonna, has caused me to overcome and has set me free. Somebody's got to break the curse. And, and when the curse is broken, then comes the rejoicing. I can rejoice because Jesus has set me free. 
from this bondage of the devil. Mama was strong-willed. Grandma was strong-willed. Don't you let no man tell you nothing. <laughs> See, where the main man's at? Where the main man's at? Where the main, where the main man's at? Where the main, where the main man's at? You see, the main man, they left. They left. I had them with the men. Don't you let that man tell you nothing. Submission, what? You know, girl, we don't do that around here. <laughs> don't you throw no shoes at me. I know you got your, I know you got your Resurrection Sunday shoes on. I don't want to see them up here. Some of y'all came in five inches taller. I don't want to see it. Don't listen to nobody. And what happens is now, now there's a generational bondage. And we got we to break these cycles. Well, Jesus came in to free people who are oppressed and saints. And in that, it should cause us to rejoice. Man, I'm free from that. I'm free from the stuff that God had me bound. Well, when we, when we look at this, we have to stop and remember these things. Call to mind when you're going through life. And sometimes life takes you down a, a road that's rocky. That, man, God has set me free from my sins. What am I complaining about? He set me free. God has set me free and given me power over the world. What am I complaining about? And Jesus set me free from the hands of the devil and has given me power and authority over him. So that now I can start a perpetual blessing in my family and people can be, can be blessed. What I need to rejoice. But I don't have this and I don't have that. And I don't have this, Pastor. But you do have life and that more abundantly in Jesus. Can I have an amen, y'all? But, but you do have your sins forgiven. But you do have power over the world now. God is, has, has caused you to gain access to his kingdom. So that you can rejoice in the fullness of his kingdom. But you do have power to tell the devil no now. And there's nothing he can do about it. That he can't stop you. He can't block you. You can now look and laugh. And say, devil, you tried to use the same trick on me you used before. It's not going to work. It's not going to work anymore. Because I don't have to do what you wanted me to do. That now I'm free in Jesus. And it's because of him. And that should give us reason to rejoice. And saints, I want to remind you with a healthy reminder this morning. Rejoice. Give God praise. And glorify him. And stop just thinking about just what you have going on now. Think about all the great things that he's done for you. And I just mentioned three. It should cause us to rejoice. It should cause us to shout for joy. It should cause us to cheer loud for the king of glory. It should cause us to leap for joy. That God, you've set me free from the hands of the devil. You've set me free from my sin. 
and the world doesn't rule over me anymore. Lord, it should cause us to shout for joy, to make merry, to be glad. And it becomes your lifestyle. Now, when your mom, your uncles, grandma, great-grandma, great-great-grandma, when they see you now, they say, what is it that you have? Why are you always smiling now? Because Jesus died, he was buried, and he got out of that grave. And all I can do is rejoice. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there as well as our online store, and you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on his truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless.